What's up? Welcome back to Wait, You What? And this episode's Wait, You What? is that I'm talking to a dating coach named Cora Boyd and she specialises in teaching men about dating and flirting and love and relationships because she saw a gap in the market. She was like, why are all the dating coaches males teaching other males? Wouldn't it make more sense to have women teaching heterosexual men how to date women? Anyway, she's got heaps of insights about what it's like to date men and be men dating in 2022. So if you're single right now or you're in a relationship, you're going to learn how to flirt harder. And I'll leave some information about the courses she teaches in the show notes too. Leave me a review if you like the conversation. Here it is. I am Cora Boyd. I am an entrepreneur, uh, dating relationship expert, and coach. And I'm based in Seattle, Washington, slash Bellingham, Washington. So I thought that a great way to start would be I found I went into the deep world of um, dating advice on TikTok. And I found a video that I'd love to show you and get your reaction to. Is that something you'd be comfortable with? Sure. Yeah. I'll link it to you on this chat. So just click on that. Here's the best way to compliment a girl to make her see you as different from all the rest. First, a man did a study on Tinder. He used pictures of girls that were hot, made a profile with them, and his goal was to see how many messages they got per day. You would think 10 or 15. No. On average, each profile got over 200 messages per day from guys saying things like, you're so pretty, you're beautiful, you have a nice... Compliments like that make it easy for her to weed you out. But here is the best way to compliment. The formula is as follows. Most girls are A, but you are B. This is literally straight from my book. Here's an example in conversation. Most girls are just annoying or clingy, but you, something about you makes me want to be around you more. Two things happen here. When you say that, you social proof yourself. You're saying that there's a lot of girls that are trying to talk to you. People want what others tend to want. The second thing that happens is that you make her feel special, that she isn't like every other girl as long as you genuinely mean the compliment. Oh my God. <laughs> oh, you might like that one. <laughs> Yeah, there is some pretty whack dating advice out there. So my my take on that, and um, I create content for men and women, and I do specialize in, in um, content for men um, and working with men. And, and a lot of the reason why I decided to specialize in working with men is because so much of the dating advice for men looks like that. <laughs> and, and so many of my male clients, you know, they're looking to learn they're looking to improve in this area of life that's so important and that um you know most of us learn how to date in a very haphazard like following so-and-so's older brother's friends advice like it's very pieced together it's it's often really kind of haphazard and unconscious how we learn to do it so I totally honor guys wanting to learn in a more intentional way and it's unfortunate that so many of the resources available are kind of whack, to be honest. So that is why I specifically started working with men, because I just saw this really um, sincere desire to learn and to understand and to want to connect with women. And then just like a lot of the information out there, it's like, it's not that it's ill-intentioned all the time. It's just that you've got to ask, what is it actually 
um, creating. So a video like that, what that's really creating is instantaneous gratification, not a, not a deeper connection. It's not set up to create a deeper connection. And it's, a, it's also tactics that might be effective sometimes, but it, it's not based on worthiness and connection and these things that actually grow intimacy. Um, it's based on it's a take energy. It's not a reciprocal energy. So when I see that, I'm like, okay, that's cute. Like gonna assume not terrible intent in that, but like, that's not actually creating, that's not setting up the foundation for a, a deeper connection um, because it's leveraging insecurity. Mm. So <laughs> that's my initial take on it. And, and I would say to, um, I really, detest the uh the compliment of most girls are like this you're like this um, <laughs> and the example he gave was annoying annoying <laughs> yeah well I see that you know um you know there is there is a pure intention in there of wanting to make someone feel special there's a lot of ways to do that from a genuine energy versus um just outing yourself from the get go that you clearly have have an unconscious um <laughs> an unconscious bias against women which does not set a foundation for emotional safety i would say add on to that is um the best compliments are specific compliments um but that also just, it, the most girls, I mean, there's various nuances to that. Various, like, <laughs> there's a lot, a lot to unpack in that one. <laughs> exactly. Um, so yes, that's my take on it. Um, I definitely don't endorse and also, you know, sending blessings to that man. He's, he's doing his best. <laughs> <laughs> and his best is all that we can ask. It also, I noticed, I read into all of the comments I went as I said, deep into his profile. And a lot of um, the men commenting are talking about this power dynamic, as they put it, like um, the, you know, the male versus the female, male energy, female energy. And it's it's a very interesting um, topic when we've got, you know, a huge gender politics movement and the lines between like males and females and how they want to act in terms of stereotypes is blurring right so when a man comes to you and says I want to be the man in the relationship I want to be masculine I want to take the lead how important is it for you to um do that with him or what do you tell him in in that situation yeah that is such a good question I'm so glad we're getting into this off the get-go because this is it's very meaty territory um and I I do feel that um and I observe that this is one of the stickier elements of dating today, and especially hetero dating um, between men and women, is that there's a lot of confusion between, not, not just confusion, but like genuine blurring <laughs> between um, what is toxic behavior and what is heteronormative behavior. There are things that, you know, there are behaviors, there are certain types of dynamics that do adhere to a more kind of tr quote traditional heteronormative um, dynamics that are really beautiful um, and, and really clean and can be really respectful to everyone involved. So there's definitely a uh, a virus within masculinity that is toxic masculinity, but that is not to say that masculinity is toxic. There's actually really, really healthy masculinity, really um, 
healthy embodiments and representations of masculinity, it's really untangling um, this old, very unhelpful, oppressive power um, paradigm of power and, and bringing it to another paradigm of personal empowerment. And part of personal empowerment is also giving yourself permission to like what you like and want what you want. Attraction is very much in this energy of polarity too, where there's, I call it directive, assertive energy and receptive, uh, creative energy. So masculine, feminine, what's in a name. Um, but the important thing is that we all have access to the full range of energies, right? Like men also can be receptive. Within hetero relationships, there's a lot of attraction where there's polarity, where someone is in receptive, someone is in directive, um, just to kind of simplify it. The romantic energy is more, it's in this polarity. So, so a platonic energy is going to be more neutral. So that's, that's the energy of like, there's not polarity in that. It's like, okay, we, you go have a sandwich with your friend, you both, you know, paper the thing. And this is just one, it's not even really, um, about money. That's a whole other thing to unpack, but it's, it's more about gesture. It's the gesture of, of someone being in a, in a giving and someone being in a receiving and how that creates a certain kind of dance and a dynamic that create that has attraction and charge in it. So I think that's what we find really attractive. Um, and that's what, um, that's what we get to play with from a place of choice, from a place of respect, not from a place of, I have to be in control because that actually just comes from insecurity. That's not empowerment. That's not real power. That's the illusion of power that we've been calling power, which is the paradigm of having power over others. Um, so I have found with, um, with a lot of my clients, it can feel really liberating to actually give yourself permission to be like, oh yeah, I actually, I like that, that quote, traditional romantic shit. And there's nothing, and that can come from a place of, uh, of empowerment for both people that can come from a place of uh, mutual respect that can come from a place of um, total equality. Um, it, it's giving ourselves permission to like what we like and while recognizing that it's, it's a preference, it's not the only way to be, and it's a valid preference. I love the word respect there because I've experienced dominance from respect as a root and dominance from the patriarchal, like power over, um, side of things as a root. And they feel so different. It can be the same action but they feel so different and it's just a vibe that you get it's like is this person um doing this because they feel like they are the dominant person and they have to be because they're the man or is it like I'm doing this because I respect you and I know that you're receiving it and that we are doing a dance here that's the difference so what I teach my guy clients because a lot of you know a lot of guys and for any guys listening I know that it can feel kind of confusing when you're like, okay, wait, I'm supposed to be really directive. I'm supposed to like make the move and, you know, supposed to whatever. Um, but there's all this stuff that I'm not supposed to be creepy. I'm not supposed to blah, blah, blah. I'm not supposed so what's the line? What's the line? For, for me, I see the biggest breakthrough with my male clients when they understand that it's like, be forward. Absolutely. Like be direct and really give her space to reciprocate. 
give her space to reciprocate, like make the move, make like, absolutely. We love that shit and give her space and read her feedback, respect her feedback. That's the difference between creepy and not creepy. And this actually creates a lot, um, a, a much better experience for guys too, because uh, you know, many guys have had the experience and I'm, I'm curious if any, any dude listeners can resonate with this of uh, they're making all the moves because they think they're supposed to make all the moves. And then, you know, maybe they're dating someone for a couple months or something. And she's just kind of going along with it because she's just going along with it. Um, and then suddenly you're a couple months in, you're emotionally invested in someone who wasn't really that interested in you in the first place. So when, as a guy, when you give space, not only do you create more um, emotional safety for her, but you also end up dating people who are actually interested in dating you. So um, yeah, it, it's it's really, this is how I teach relationships too. It's It's understanding dynamics, understanding all the variables at play, and then making informed decisions based on, it's almost like learning a different language. Tell you what though, it it is awkward, you know, like there's so much awkwardness in the world of dating and that can be really scary. And a lot of people just give up on dating altogether because of that feeling that you get, you know, like it, it is not pleasant sometimes. How do people work through that feeling? Yeah. So much of dating is emotional intelligence and emotional intelligence. I think sometimes we talk about it through the context of just just being able to read other people's feedback, that is definitely a form of, of social emotional intelligence, but emotional intelligence is so much more than that. It's your ability to process your own emotions. Um, so the, the more skills and the more tools we have, and, and this is also a lot of mindset stuff, we can know that, okay, uh, I can feel disappointed. I can feel like a little bit embarrassed and I can move on. Um, versus if we're afraid of feelings, and this is a thing too, if like, you know, uh, a lot of the work that I do with men is um, deepening emotional intelligence and also holding and honoring that um, boys and men are discouraged <laughs> from feeling feelings. So I think as women, we get to, to hold compassion for like, that must be fucking terrible. Because your feelings, it's, this, it's part of your ability to navigate the world is being being connected to your own feelings. So when you've had a lot of experiences growing up, which a lot of guys do, uh, either, you know, both explicitly and implicitly um, being taught to shut down their feelings and not being taught to actually feel their feelings and process them in a healthy way, like, it makes sense that that feels scary or that there's stuckness or that there's anger, or, you know, all of these things. So, um, the more that we deepen our, our emotional intelligence, um, it's not that you don't feel those things because that that's part of love. It's part of dating. It's part of life is, you know, there's pain sometimes. There's a disappointment sometimes. Sometimes we go for something and it doesn't work out and we feel embarrassed. It can really hurt. Like that, that's fuck, that's real. It can really hurt. And it is, it is a high stakes emotional game. It's understanding that that's part of it and that we will be disappointed sometimes and we will feel embarrassed sometimes. And um, 
the more that we empower ourselves to feel our feelings and be able to move through them, the less scary that is. And it doesn't make it pleasant to go through when we go through it or, you know, we're, we're really into someone and they, um, you know, they are not feeling the same way. Like that sucks. <laughs> I felt that too. Um, and it's, it's normalizing that, that we all feel that we all experience that. Um, and it's really about, and this is where mindset comes in too, of like, what are we making that mean? Are we making that mean that we suck and that no one's ever going to be into us ever? Are we like, what are, how are we letting our thoughts run with that? Or are we just making that mean, oh, damn, I am disappointed and I feel embarrassed and like, I'm going to let myself have that for a little bit and then I'm going to move on. Um, so much of dating is, is uh, that emotional and, and mindset mastery. Mm, so good. Cora speaking absolute facts. Um, you do have a course called Flirt Harder, which is for all genders. What are your top tips for flirting? Well, actually, I have four energies that are that are kind of like the core foundation that I, I build a lot of um, my flirting teachings off of is uh, it's power, play, presence and pleasure are the, the four core energetics of flirting. So it's recognizing that flirting is it is very much in this energy of play. It's a way that we engage with each other playfully in a, it's a, it's a kind of improvisation. Uh, it's a kind of social improvisation we do. And flirting, it's, it's, um, it's a kind of dynamic that you're inviting someone to go off of a standard script. Um, you're, you're saying something that's maybe a little bit edgy, uh, right? Or like a little bit double entendre or, um, you know, you start speaking in a different accent and you're kind of uh, <laughs> seeing if they're going to play with you in that. It's a playful energy. It's not about efficiency. It's about, it, it's about having fun and playing and improvising together in a way where you're, you're taking the conversation off of the standard, I say this, you say that, someone talks about the weather and into a territory where you're both you're edging, you're edging, and you're not totally sure. Unintended double entendre, right? And you're not, you're not entirely sure what's going to happen next. So you're present, and that's where the energy of presence comes in. Is that you're paying attention, you're engaged, because you're, you're like, how far are they going to take this? So the way that I describe um, flirting too is, it's at this intersection of an invitation and a challenge. You know, when we put out a flirtatious feeler, it's an invitation to flirt with me. It's like, okay, here's an invitation to flirt. And simultaneously, it's a challenge. It's like, okay, I'm going to take this here. Are you going to meet me in that? That also is in, in, in this energy of um, you're encouraging each other, you're inviting each other, and you're also kind of fucking with each other a little <laughs> bit. You're challenging each other. So a classic uh, flirtatious um, move is, uh, actually breaking rapport. Uh, so that might be, um, some, you know, you're talking to someone and they say that they love, um, mozzarella cheese. I don't know. My brain always comes up with very, with cheese. <laughs> with cheese. always cheese. clearly with I'm mildly hungry <laughs> right now. So, and, and, and let's say you, 
detest mozzarella cheese. So a, a rapport break would be, oh my God. Wow, this was going this was going really well, but now that I know that about you, I I really don't think this would ever work. Classic move. Used it so many times. Used it so many times. <laughs> exactly. And that's where you see when you like uh flirting is a social it, it's a um it's a meta language. So when you start to identify it and there's all different ways we can flirt and I break all of it down and flirt harder, but um that rapport break it's something that we do naturally. Right. And like something that we can, oh, when we see someone start to do that with us, it's like, oh, okay. Are they flirting with me? That's another way to flirt too, is be like, are you flirting with me? You see how that's like both an invitation and it's also kind of a challenge at the same time. It's in, that, it's in the tension. So uh, to your point of awkwardness as part of dating, that what I teach in, in love life and in uh, flirting is embracing the awkwardness. It's, we call it sexual tension because it's, it's, it's uncomfortable. So flirting is very much about being able to hold this energy of discomfort with each other and hold this energy of creating tension and, and being okay and like embracing the awkwardness of that. Um, so that being said, with the rapport break, there also needs to be a rapport to break in the first place. So it's both. It's kind of, it's this dance of... Uh, you know, invite, invite, encourage, uh, challenge, hold the tension, hold the tension. So that those are some of the kind of core energetics of flirting. Awesome. Well, Cora, thank you so much. I feel like I could talk to you forever. Are there any like other things that you want to cover that you feel like we haven't? Yeah, I guess while I have a, a soapbox for a moment, <laughs> for a moment, um, I just want to share with everyone, um, anyone who's listening, who is actively dating um, and who, you know, maybe feels discouraged or feels like, um, you know, I, I know how, how you feel. I hear it a lot. I hear all of the things. Um, I just want to say to you that other people feel the same way. And that is a huge opportunity. You have a huge opportunity to be the most refreshing person they've ever met with your, by being forthcoming, by being sincere, by speaking to what you actually want. Like you, that's actually such an advantage to be that refreshing because people want that shit just as much as you do and what you give you'll receive in turn so um yeah that's that's what i want to say is that we all it, connection is the absolute most essential human want and need and um other people want it too 